Hi guys, it's Tats here from Castagra, and you're listening to Specified, the Building Materials Innovation Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to help the entrepreneurs and the innovators who are making a positive difference in the building materials, coatings, and construction industry. Each episode, we'll tap leaders and experts from inside and outside the industry to provide the mental tools, skills, and insights to make an impact. Today's guest is Joe Hughes, who's the owner of Contractor Dynamics. Contractor Dynamics is a digital marketing company that partners with successful construction companies to help them take their business to the next level. Joe, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, I love the marketing topics. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun. Joe, tell me more about your background. Sure. So I'll kind of start with where we are now and give a little backstory to that. So Contractor Dynamics, as you said, is an agency a training and marketing company that helps companies in the construction industry improve and grow their businesses. So we offer digital marketing services as well as group training, group coaching, and events and workshops and things like that. And really the problem that we solve in the industry is that there are a lot of companies out there that are really good at what they do, but marketing is maybe one of the many hats that they're wearing and they just don't have an understanding of how to do that, how to implement some of the marketing systems to make sure that they're constantly improving and adapting and staying relevant in today's market. So that's where we help them help them be relevant and, and reach their market and build their brand and generate customers and grow their business. So, so that's what we do. And uh, my background is I grew up in the construction industry. I started when I was 14 in a, my family's business and worked there for, I guess, 20 years or so. And just wanted to kind of try something new about six years ago and started Contractor Dynamics because my love for the construction industry and seeing the need for marketing in the industry and having a love for business and marketing kind of combined the two. And that's why we have the focus that we do on this industry. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, tell me about your uh, family business. You were there for 20 years, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more. About 20, <laughs> I guess. So yeah, family business based in New Jersey and New York City. And it's a business in the marine maritime industry. So they have barges and tugboats and shipyards. And they do projects like bridge construction and pairing piers and things like that. And also coastwise transportation up and down the East Coast and the Gulf Coast. And yeah, the, the company is actually 125 years old this year, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Wow. So I've, I'm great, grateful to have been a part of that. And I, I left on good terms. I know most people don't leave businesses, let alone family businesses, <laughs> on good terms. But I uh, really just I was very grateful to have the opportunity, learned a ton. I just had the entrepreneurial bug and just wanted to kind of build something on my own. And so that's, that's why I ended up leaving. But they're still a client. We do work together and whatnot. So yeah, it's, it's a very cool business. Awesome. Okay. So you talked about contractors wearing different hats and sort of needing help. Where do sort of contractors or construction companies go wrong with their marketing? So a few different reasons a few different ways. And really the fundamental thing is that there's so much information out there and it's really just, we're bombarded all day, every day. I know if you're any sort of contractor, you're getting cold calls from all over the world and emails and everything and inundated with this lead gen companies and whatnot. 
And it's just really hard to make sense of it all and know what to do. So we always preach like you need to have an understanding of how marketing works in order to either do it yourself or in-house or hire a marketing company or marketing person to help you or ideally a combination of the two of those things. And where companies go wrong is that they don't understand how marketing works. So they just go out and hire a bunch of different vendors in hopes that they're going to get the results that they want. And that rarely happens. I know everyone listening to this, listening to this has probably been burned many times and you just feel like you're wasting money and lighting your money on fire and, and spinning <laughs> your wheels. And literally that's what people have told us. Like, I just feel like money on fire or driving down the highway and opening up the window and letting my money fall out the window. Like I'm spending money on marketing. And that's because there's no understanding of how it works. And really, there's no such thing as like push button marketing. Like you can't just hire a marketing company and say, Hey, make my phone ring. You're always going to be disappointed and frustrated with that. It's got to come from within. You've got to have some, we call marketing DNA in your business, some level of expertise. Uh You've got to be doing some marketing activities and then you can help or then you can hire a marketing company to help kind of accelerate that and amplify what you're already doing. But it's, it's, it's really hard to, to hire a marketing company if you're not doing anything in-house and you don't want to be involved with it. That totally makes sense. In my past life, I had a marketing agency and I remember when people would just hand things over and say, here, here, you do it. It never, it never seems to work out. It has to, they have to have a bit of that in-house. You talked about marketing DNA. So when you say how marketing works, can you elaborate on that more? Because I'm sure it brought up some questions to the, from the listeners. Okay. So when I said people don't understand how marketing works. So really, there's a lot to unpack here, but I'll try to be succinct. Sure. It's really about psychology and really consumer behavior. So it's thinking about not just pushing out your sales messages and your offers out to the market, but really doing, like, doing a deep dive on your market and understanding how your customers are making buying decisions. Whether you're marketing for new customers or a lot of times our clients are marketing because they want to build their team and they want to attract top quality talent, sales reps, project managers, management to their organization. So there's marketing kind of on two fronts. But understanding why your customers and how they're making those buying decisions, like what hesitations do they have? What objections do they have? What pain points do they have? Like, what do they want to avoid? What do they really want? And what are they looking for in a company? Like what kind of content, what kind of reassurance are they looking for to be able to trust a company enough to call them and say, Hey, I want to talk. Let's, let's talk about doing business. So that's one part of it, really understanding your, your market. And again, if you're marketing to potential employees, prospective employees, well, the top employees out there, the top people out there that you want to work for your, your A team, they're going to want to see a cool company that, that's got a bigger future, that's got a big future for them. So that's another part of marketing is understanding that you've got to be a company that people want to build their career within. So you mentioned the foundation is to learn about the market and, and figure this stuff out, what, what people are looking for. How do you approach that process? I mean, how do you gather the information? Where do you start? It's really, and we go through this as the first step in our group coaching program that we do. It's like the first two weeks out of eight weeks we spend on this, which is roughly 20, 25% of, of the time in the program. And it's that important. 
So it's really doing a deep dive on your business. Okay, where are you at now? Look at your numbers. Look at what types of projects you're doing, residential, commercial, multifamily, industrial, whatever it may be. Taking like Getting a good business snapshot of where you are right now, understanding where you want to go. That might be in a year, 12 months. That might be in five years. We have clients who have kind of loose five-year plans, and that's awesome. Some clients are just operating year to year, and that's fine too. But just having a destination, having a target. And then from there, like, okay, well, here's where you are. Here's where you want to go. What are the, the ideal projects that you want? Like, we all have different clients, different buckets of clients. We have some that are more profitable, some that are more enjoyable, some that move our businesses forward, and then some that don't. So when you market, like, you can be intentional about what types of projects you want. You don't have to just take whatever comes your way. So that's like the mindset of it is understanding that if you want these certain types of projects, then define those. And then we have to figure out who those people are, who those decision makers are, and how are we going to get in front of them? And what types of content do we need to put in front of them? So just kind of imagining, like picturing, and we literally do this as an exercise with our clients. Like think about your perfect client that you've ever had. Like the name, is it Bob? Is it Frank? Is it whatever it is? Like think about that person as your kind of avatar for marketing and then start to develop some messaging and some content to appeal to that exact type of person. Perfect. So now, now you have an idea of who the base is. So how do you, you start crafting some messages? How do you get it out there? Yeah. So you craft your messaging, like whatever is going to be like, what's going to connect with those people to get them to take action, to react and take an action. And then like, what do you do to get that content out there? It can be written. It can be verbal, like this podcast. Mm-hmm. Social media is obviously a big part of our world these days. Video content is something that is that every single one of our clients does, or else we don't work with them. It's just it's that important. Mm-hmm. And the reason that video is so key and audio as well is because you're really you're able to build relationships with people and mass, like with your market, because they can see you, they can hear you, they can see like why you're different. You're humanizing your business. And you're not just like a bunch of words on a website or something like that. So video is really impactful. And I know it's kind of out of the comfort zone for a lot of people. It's probably one of the best, best ways to communicate with your market. That's cool. So what does a typical video thing look like? Let's say we're working with someone that is not as comfortable. How do you approach that? I mean, just get them to do like a simple video to start or how do you ease them in? Yeah. So... We work with our clients on this because they're just, like I said, it's out of most people's comfort zone to do this. And we'll literally, like I literally sit here in my office and we'll record a video as if I'm like on a roof or on a job site. And I'll like do the mock video and send it to them. And I'll be like, do this, just do this, but use your own words and be on a job site, not in an office. And so we try to coach them on it and, and tell them that it's, it doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, if it's a little bit imperfect and raw, that might that could be better. And, and just get it out there. It's not going to be perfect the first time, but it's not going to be your only video. You should have, you should be doing videos regularly. So the more quickly that you get into that routine of doing it, the better. And, and just focus on a 45 to 90 second video talking about who you are, talking to that ideal client, the problem that you solve for your ideal client. And kind of a soft call to action to contact you if they, they have that problem and want to hand with it. Perfect. So with social media, there's a lot of 
different sort of avenues to get your message out there. I mean, do the companies need to have a presence in all the platforms or how do you approach the overwhelming sort of sort of nature of social media and managing them? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's so many different platforms these days. Really, I mean, if we're talking about the construction industry, most companies are going to be wanting to focus their efforts on, say, YouTube, Facebook. Instagram is getting increasingly popular. And we do have many clients that get projects regularly from Instagram. You and I connected on through Instagram, actually. So that's yep. a great case study okay. right there. <laughs> <laughs> but people ask about Twitter and things like that. Like, Twitter is great for checking out like almost like a personalized news feed. Probably not something worth paying attention to. Snapchats for the younger demographic. And realistically, companies aren't going to be able to have a full-time social media team. So you need to focus your efforts on just being active on a couple channels. Mm-hmm. So I'd recommend YouTube, Facebook, because they're both very good with video and also Instagram as well uh, to appeal to, again, not only those prospective customers, but those prospective team members, employees that they're going to be attracted to your organization. Yeah, perfect. So with, let's say, the three channels that you mentioned, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, do you try to just create one level of piece of content and just sort of distribute it to all those channels? Or do you try to create a unique experience on each platform? Unfortunately, it's the latter, which is a lot of work, but that's the best way to do it. So on YouTube, you would have like a longer video, say, like maybe five minutes, maybe longer, depending on what you're doing. And then on Facebook, you want to keep that. It depends on how good the video is and how compelling it is, but maybe 30 seconds to three minutes on Facebook. And then on Instagram, that same video might it's going to be less than a minute if it's in your Instagram feed. So, so you've got to understand the context of each platform and, and what people are doing on each platform. So yeah, ideally you would have, you would have your, your bigger video on YouTube and then you can kind of, if you have someone who can edit video, you can cut that down for the different platforms. And then you can, you can use images and, and quotes from those videos and things like that. So does that answer your question? Absolutely. So. There's another tough question is, how do you approach optimizing these programs? For instance, how often should you post and when should you post for the construction industry, for instance? Like when, like time of day? Yes. And how often, if you have some ideas on that? Yeah, sure. So like I know for us, we have a schedule and we're a marketing company. So we'll naturally be doing more content and more posting than most. So, but I, I mean, if you can post on... If you can get a a YouTube video up, realistically, two to four times a month, but ideally, like say once a week, Mm -hmm. I think something on Facebook every day, something on Instagram once a day, that's that's great. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, I don't want to annoy my market. I don't want to always be in their face and everything like that. The way that Facebook and Instagram work, their algorithms, it's called organic reach. So even if you say you have like a thousand followers on Facebook, on your mm-hmm. business Facebook page, only like a few people are actually going to see your content. Like 5%, 10% of people mm-hmm. are actually going to see your content. So Facebook and Instagram make it almost impossible for you to overwhelm and kind of annoy your audience. Mm. So I'd recommend daily just to stay out there, stay relevant, but also just to get in the routine of it. Like everywhere you go, every job site you go to, you should be thinking about, okay, I gotta, I have to get my post in for today. What's it going to be? So 
And that leads me to my next question. The amount of ideas and content you have to come up with. How do you think through that? Maybe list out certain, what type of content do you put up there? Yeah. So I don't know how you want to do this, but I'd be happy to share like a one-page PDF we have with content ideas and examples. Sure. I can put a link on the site if you have somewhere as well. So I can do that for the listeners, but maybe you can run through certain ways to think about it. For instance, like I know that you mentioned Twitter, but you know, some people like posting like things that are advice to the younger self, or some people just like to do insights on the company. I mean, like, mm-hmm. content ideas are just, I think the toughest part, like they get overwhelmed with how do I come up with the ideas? You know, how much of the ideas can I just lift off the internet and give credit to? You know, how do I approach that? Anything that can help right. guide people? Yeah, it's such a common question because I know we're talking about a lot of theory, but like you're asking like people just want to get that concrete. Okay, what exactly? Show me something. Yeah. So that's why we created this guide for clients. I'm happy to share it. But think about it in terms of, of this this kind of mental framework, everything you post out there should have a, a purpose. So there, mm-hmm. everyone consuming your content should be able to take something away from it. Like there should be some value in it. So maybe that's humor once in a while. Maybe people are going to get a laugh or maybe people are going to get motivated if it's like a motivational quote or like, I know you, you like to post different questions that make people think about different things and engage. <laughs> and, and that's great too. So like there's a takeaway from each post. Maybe it's something that that's educating your market, like giving them some tip or some tidbit that they may not know that that's actually relevant. Or maybe it's once in a while, like showcasing something, some picture of your sales meeting, but not just like, hey, look at us, we're having a cool sales meeting and we got these great donuts. But <laughs> take it one step further in the copy and think about why you're why someone consuming that content would care that you're having a sales meeting. So think about why your prospective customer might care that you're having a sales meeting. Okay, you write in the copy, we're having our Saturday morning sales meeting to make sure that we're that you know we're on top of every single project and nothing slips through the cracks. It's part of our proactive project management yeah. uh, that that we live by here at ABC Contracting and because we're dedicated to serving our clients. So you take something that's internal that might be just like a flippant picture of your team meeting and you turn it into something that's actually valuable and helps you build that relationship and build trust with your market. So I'd say like your mental framework, again, like framing every time you hit publish, think about how, like what the takeaway is for someone consuming that content, especially a video, because someone's going to consume a precious one, three, five minutes of their life, hopefully into watching your video. They've got to be, they've got to come away with something from that. And when you go into a project, this is another document that we share with our clients is when you're going to a job site or a project, like, or when you're starting a build, starting a project, here are a list of things that you can, that you can capture as part of the content. The, it depends what the type of project is, but the before, during, and after pictures, of course, a video of talking about why you chose that specific roofing system for that particular structure why you're doing this versus that and like the thought process that goes into it. Because when you get to like the bigger projects and maybe you can attest this as well, commercial, multifamily, industrial, Mm -hmm. you're not selling based on price or your Google reviews. 
people are choosing you based on how you approach that problem and how mm. you're thinking about solving that problem. So if you can show in your video, in your content, the ways that you creatively think about solving that problem for that customer, then people are going to gravitate toward that to you as a problem solver. That's very cool. So you talked about thinking about stuff when you go to a project. Do you recommend your clients use certain tools like certain types of cameras or recording equipment? Or are they doing everything on the phone? Like any tips that you give them in and around that? Yeah. So a couple things there. Yeah. Your iPhone, smartphone can be, can be enough if the conditions are right. Now, a lot of times we're on a roof and that there's some wind, some breeze that's really going to cut down. I don't know if there's anything more annoying than trying to watch a video and the sound is really cutting in and out. So like that's, you got to have the sound has got to be there. So if you're on a roof frequently, you can get like a Rode mic, R-O-D-E is, is a particular brand. They have like wind screens on them a lot of times. There's the whole range of different prices from like $50 to like $500 for these things. But a lot of them plug in right to your phone. So that's what we use when we're outside, for instance. And there's different things like tripods and selfie sticks that you can just go on Amazon and check those out. Those will be helpful. So yeah, a phone can be really, really pretty good. And then you want to have someone who can edit that and maybe cut out some of the boring parts, like add in some drone footage and things like that. So if you can find someone local, like like an intern or a local video person that can help you with some of these things, that's really going to be... It'll be a good investment instead of just posting your raw video out there. Perfect. So what are some examples of companies that are doing it right? Like particular companies? Yeah. Like, you know, you talked about different aspects of marketing. You can just talk about companies in general that are, that are doing it right. It could be a client or it could be a company that's out there that's slightly more visible. Can you sort of paint a picture for what a company's doing it properly, the marketing? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll rattle off a few company that we work with, Atlas Roofing Shingles. They're a roofing shingle and product manufacturer. So they're produced, they have, they have a lot of good things going on, obviously a much larger company. So they have resources and a whole marketing team, but they're putting out a lot of educational content on their YouTube and Facebook. Whereas a lot of the manufacturers still haven't really gotten around to being great on social yet. You're out in Arizona, correct? The team is, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So there's a couple of companies I visited out there on the building side, residential building, Tinker Development. Mm-hmm. They're producing some cool content. And it's not content that's like asking people to contact them for an estimate or anything like that. There's no real call to action. They're kind of, they've created like a YouTube kind of reality show, having a lot of fun around their projects. Nice. And they build multi million dollar homes. And actually, the home that I was in, one of theirs when I was out there was, I think, $4 million. But they have a lot of fun with their content and lighting things on fire and all that. So, they're building up an audience of people that are going to eventually like look at their content and say, "Oh, those guys like look like they're a great company and and fun. Like I I want to build a four million dollar home. I think I'll call them. They're going to attract that type of clientele." There's another company out there in Scottsdale, Phoenix area called A Finer Touch Construction, AFT Construction. Those guys I interviewed the owner Brad last month and when I was out there in person and. They've built their business really quickly by leveraging social. And you know, those he told me they're getting seven-figure projects inquiries and, and they're actually building seven-figure projects right now 
from Instagram, from Facebook. So, you know, they've been doing it consistently for eight years and that's, it's paying off. So it's like, you know, eight years to overnight success sort of thing. So yeah, there's, there's a company, one of our clients in Atlanta, I just got the phone with uh, Bulletproof. They're in Atlanta and also Raleigh, North Carolina. They just Dropboxed us, I don't know, 20 videos and like a whole bunch of pictures last night. So we we're just going through them on the phone today and creating some Facebook campaigns from that content. So it, it, that makes it a lot more fun and a lot more, a lot easier on our end and a lot more effective for them if they're, they're actually sending us some good content to work with. So, so yeah, those are a few examples off the top of my head of people that companies that I know in the industry. Nice. So they've listened to what you were saying and someone that's in a company, they kind of like it and they want to sort of get more involved in doing sort of this type of marketing, whether it's social or online related. How do they approach getting organizational buy-in? How does who get organizational buy-in? You know, let's say there's someone at a company that wants to do more of this stuff, but they need to get convince other people to get oh. on board. How does mm-hmm. they get organizational buy-in? It's, that's a tough one because a lot of times like you'll have the marketing manager or mm-hmm. a marketing director and they need buy-in from leadership, owners, management. So I think it comes down to we all have a competitive nature in us. So one of the things can be really showing, showing your, your boss or others in your company, maybe some of your competitors, they're out there, they're doing well. And that kind of hits on people's ego and they're like, oh, well, my competitors are out there. We need to be doing something. We're in the stone age here. <laughs> so that's one thing that, that I've seen kind of work. Personally, as the owner of a marketing company, if I'm talking with someone and there's other decision makers in that company, we're going to all have to get on a, on a Zoom call, on a phone call to talk, to have a conversation basically to see what they want, what their level is. And we never try to push people because it's not going to be successful if, they, if they're going to be pushed into something. But yeah, I, th- I think just showing examples of companies in the industry, especially in their like, direct competitors that are, that are making a commitment to it, can help to get buy-in in the organization. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, you've been at this six years as an entrepreneur and you have a lot of experience before that. Was there a period of time where there was sort of a turning point in your life or career when you sort of felt transformed? Man, that's a great question. I think it was really going back to the beginning of our conversation here. Yeah. Talking about what, what the big problem that, that we see or why companies don't see success with marketing is that they don't have an understanding of it. We first started, we were providing services for our clients and we still do, but more or less we were providing, we were a vendor to our clients, providing mm-hmm. some labor, some websites, some SEO, kind of com- things that become commodities over time. And a couple of years ago, actually, my business coach proposed, we've been working together for a year and a half, and he was interested in, in the company and the industry. And long story short, he came on as an investor and a minority partner in Contractor Dynamics. And one of the visions that he had is something that kind of our core value now is, is this whole thing around education and really helping companies understand marketing and helping them build out that DNA in their business. So we've transformed a little bit from just kind of a vendor to what we like to be a strategic partner where clients are paying us for our guidance and our thinking and our strategy in addition to our labor. So we think that's something that's valuable for our business. 
we think it's something that's valuable. We've seen that as valuable to our clients and something that people want because you know, so many companies have been through a bunch of different vendors and it's, it's not like, it's not a better vendor that they need. It's someone who's really going to like provide them with that like strategy and that guidance and get them to think about their business a bit differently than they ever have. And that's something that's been really transformative for our business and that I'm really excited about. So yeah, I would say that. Well, that approach makes a lot of sense. Now you're an entrepreneur, you're very busy every day and you got to do things to sort of stay on track. What are your top three habits or routines for success? Top three habits or routines. I am. I live by my calendar. I am a huge creature of habit. In fact, I've been doing a lot of traveling last month and back in town for the next few months. and very excited to be back in the routine, which is huge. So I plan out the day, the following day, the night before, every night. I plan out my following day, like written in a notebook. I mean, it's in my Google calendar, but I write everything down in this little notebook that sits in front of me all day by the half hour. So, so everything's intentional. Yeah, sure. There's things that come up throughout the day and you try to make space for those things as well. But having your day planned out so you can be intentional about, about the important things is a huge key for me, being proactive rather than reactive. My morning routine is crucial for everything that I do, just setting the day up right. So I get up at 4.35 every morning, wow. work out, go to the gym, I meditate, I write my journal, I take a cold shower. And those are some things that kind of set me up for the day just knowing that like that's going to be the key to to winning the day right there and so just rolling out of bed and checking your phone and all that and just getting sucked into the that whole world just be, really being intentional about everything and yeah getting a little bit older and realizing you know how key it is to exercise every day and and eat right and drink lots of water and get good sleep all those boring things i guess our parents told us to do <laughs> are I found to be to be keys, you know, to having having that creative energy and being able to not necessarily work sixteen hours a day, but just having the right energy for those hours that you, that that I am working every day. So yeah, that's routine is is crucial for me. Yeah, I like that. How about well, what's the best marketing book you've ever read? Selling the Invisible by Harry Beckwith. Mm-hmm. It is man, I don't know, twenty years old, twenty five years old. Yeah, not very well known, but if you go on Amazon, you'll see there's a couple hundred reviews. They're all good. It's just we sell a service, and most people here are at some level selling a service. Of course, there's products involved too, but you're selling your service and your expertise, and it's like selling the invisible. The invisible is a service. So how do you how do you demonstrate value? How do you build trust? How do you demonstrate competence and everything like that? So selling the invisible, something that probably most people haven't heard of, but I have a stack of those books here on my bookshelf and I, I give those out to clients and friends and, and uh, yeah, it's a quick little read, but it's, it's very insightful. Very nice. So is there anything I didn't ask you, but I should have? Wow. That's a great question. <laughs> I mean, I guess like there's, we've been talking about a lot, I guess it's like, where does someone start if they're, and this is a conversation I guess I have a lot with prospects who will call in and we'll have a conversation like, doing all these things, got this business. Like, what do I do? What do I start? And my first, my first thing is like, I ask them questions and you can ask yourself these questions if you're listening to this podcast right now. Just like, again, like do an assessment of your business, where you are right now and figure out what you want, right? So marketing is, 
a tool to help you achieve your business objectives. So you've got to identify what those objectives are, and then you use marketing as a tool to help you get there. Just want to do marketing for the sake of doing something just to quote unquote, get your name out there. It's got to be tied to like a larger objective. So I would say, yeah, just figure out like what those targets are, where you're going, and then you can kind of figure out like how to use marketing to help you get there. That's uh, very good advice. And I want to thank you. You went really deep on very things. And I think the audience certainly will take something great out of this. So thank you so much, Joe. Yeah, thanks for the great questions. I had fun. Hopefully it was insightful for the audience and uh, look forward to hearing, the, hearing it. Absolutely. So that's it for today. And I want to thank everyone for listening to Specified. And I want to thank the listeners for working hard each day to change the world to make it a better place. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, please forward it along and drop me a note or send me a comment if you have any feedback or questions. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.